This is Father Kevin Hale with the homily for the 27th Sunday of the year, the 2nd of October. At the time of the Reformation in England, more than two-thirds of this country's Christian art was destroyed. Had it survived, our towns, countryside and buildings would have looked more like those that we see when we travel to Catholic countries abroad today. As society becomes less and less Christian, Catholic art and religious artefacts often take on something of an air of curiosity and even become collector's items or objets d'art for display in homes and museums. In recent times, crosses and beads have become evident as fashion accessories without very much notion on the part of the wearers as to their origin and significance. However, in around the year 1075, the famous Lady Godiva, who reputedly could have even upstaged some of our present-day celebrities, left in her will a circlet of precious stones threaded on a cord. It was to be an offering to the image of the Virgin Mother of God in the local monastery. This was an ancient form of counting prayers. In those days, the counting of paternosters, or our fathers, and all over Europe in the Middle Ages, sets of beads were called paternosters. Indeed, Paternoster Row, a small road next to St Paul's Cathedral in London today, was once occupied by the tradesmen who made these beads. Until the Middle Ages, the Hail Mary was a prayer, um, as a prayer didn't exist in the form that we know it today. But by the 15th century, these beads came to be known as rosaries a word that meant rose garden, literally or figuratively. By then, the devotion of praying the rosary was widely spread throughout Europe. However, by 1538, when the Protestant Revolution was in full swing, even the possession of a rosary was enough to incur a fine or imprisonment. But until that year, no well-dressed woman would have appeared in public without a pair of rosary beads dangling from her belt. So perhaps some of our fashion conscious today are actually more informed than we give them credit for. As you know, and this is all by way of prelude to reminding us that October is the month of the Holy Rosary and the Feast of the Holy Rosary is celebrated on the 7th of October. The first Sunday of the month is often called Rosary Sunday. It was established by the Pope in 1570 after the Christian forces at Lepanto were victorious over the Islamic forces that were incurring and encroaching on Europe. And they were victorious through the invoking of Our Lady in the Rosary. Probably St John Paul II did more than any other Pope of modern times to promote and encourage this prayer. He preached and wrote about it often and did something quite unique and innovative by introducing five new decades of the Rosary, the Mysteries of Light, which let us reflect on some events in the public life of our Lord. And he suggested that these be prayed on Thursdays. St John Paul said that the Rosary was his favourite prayer, and we know too that Pope Francis has often spoken about his devotion to the Mother of God through this prayer in a similar way. It's based on the Scriptures, because the Our Father and the Hail Mary are found in the Gospels. Also, the scenes that we reflect on and consider are events that we find in the lives of Jesus and Mary. Whenever the Rosary is prayed with devotion and not mechanically or with our lips alone, it's a great means of entering into the mysteries of the life 
of our Saviour Jesus Christ. There are very many forms of prayer in our Christian religion. There are many different ways of praying. But there are none so highly prized and recommended to us by the church and the saints as the rosary. This is because it combines spoken or vocal prayer with the contemplation or reflection upon the mysteries in the life of Jesus and Mary. We could think of the rosary as a musical composition in three moods, joyful, sorrowful and glorious. Joyful because of the birth of our Lord, sorrowful because of his death and glorious because of his triumph over death in the resurrection. It's also very adaptable. It can be prayed anywhere, you know, kneeling in the church or walking to work, on the train, in the car, whilst shopping, as families at mealtimes, in our schools and in our parish groups, and for so many needs and intentions, for peace in the world at this present time, for peace and harmony in family life and for reconciliation where it's needed, for the conversion of our country to the ancient faith which held the rosary in such high esteem. So during this month, let's take up our rosaries. And for those who are uncertain about how it's prayed, although it is very simple, we can always find help to assist us and to show us how to pray the rosary. Yes, the rosary is repetitive, but so are words which express love. The rosary is that constant expression of love for Christ and his mother. Each prayer is a gift to them. And though we may find that we wander and we don't pray as we'd like, let's not be discouraged and give up. I can recall some words of St. Pope John Paul XXIII who said that the worst rosaries are the ones that don't get said. At Lourdes, at Fatima, Our Lady asked for this prayer. It would be unworthy and ungracious of us to refuse such a request from God's own mother. Monsignor Ronald Knox once wrote, Christ brought joy with him into the world and brought it first of all to her, to whom it belonged as a right, because she was his mother. May the praying of the rosary be a source of consolation for us and bring us the graces we need to continue the daily struggle of living holy lives here on earth. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, who in the abundance of your kindness surpass the merits and the desires of those who entreat you, pour out your mercy upon us to pardon what conscience dreads and to give what prayer does not dare to ask. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.